You're listening to the 40 Days of Praying for Revival Devotion. The Apostle Paul prayed a powerful prayer for the church in Ephesus, and it's recorded in Ephesians chapter 1. This is what he prayed for them. He prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, so that they would know the hope of their calling, that they would know the riches of the glory of Jesus' inheritance in the saints, and that they would know the greatness of his power toward them. Simply put, he prayed for them to have revelation knowledge of three things. The incredible life they were called to live as Christians, how rich with glory they were, and the greatness of God's power toward them. If we don't have revelation or understanding of what is ours, we can go without so many incredible blessings. Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. And it's true. If we don't know, if we don't have revelation knowledge of what is available to us, we can go without. And this seems to be especially true when it comes to revival. A prayer I frequently pray is, Lord, I do not want to get to the end of my life and find out what I could have had in my life and find out what was available, but that I didn't know was available. And so I never had it. Paul was basically praying the same thing for this Ephesian church. He was saying, Lord, give them revelation knowledge of what is available to them, how great your power is toward them. And the idea is that if they don't have that revelation knowledge, they will never enter into what was available to them. General Wainwright of the U.S. Army was held captive as a prisoner of war in Japan, even after the Japanese had surrendered to the U.S. How is that possible, you ask? Well, quite simply because he didn't know. He didn't know that the war had been won. His capitals certainly weren't going to tell him, so he didn't know that his freedom had been purchased. But one day when news came that he was free, that the war had been won, he rose up in that prisoner of war camp in authority and he took charge of that camp and he claimed his freedom. What happened? He found out what was available to him and he applied for it. You know, the moment that somebody realizes with a revelation knowledge, the incredible life that God has called us to live and how rich we are with glory and how great his power is toward us and is available to us. That's the moment that things can change. Without that revelation or understanding, we carry on just broke, sick, captive. How we need a revelation that revival is available. It is available. God can and will move like he did at Pentecost, Hernhut, Wales, the Hebrides, Brownsville, Toronto, Azusa Street, Pyongyang, and so many other places. We can have it. You know, when a government puts out tenders of work they want done in a city, they typically publish them for everyone to see. And then the responsibility lies on companies to apply. There are conditions to be met in the applications, but somebody has to put up their hand and say, I want the work, I want the project, and then apply for it. And it's the same with revival. God has published in his word that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. His sons and his daughters will prophesy. He has promised times of refreshing. He has published that his name will be great in the nations. He has promised to clothe his disciples with power from on high. But what we learn from history is that somebody has to put up their hand and apply for these spiritual tenders. 
And the biggest problem is that so many of us don't have a revelation knowledge that there are such wonderful, profitable, spiritual tenders available, such as revival. We only sometimes hear of the move of God. And most of the time we think the people to whom it happened were just lucky or it was just some random stroke of divine grace that saw God move so powerfully in their generation. What we don't hear is that in every case, somebody heard what was available. They got revelation knowledge and they believed that it was for them and they applied for it. Without doing that, we remain like unemployed companies waiting for work, not knowing that there is a tender right there with our name on it. I imagine that there is a revival in heaven with our city's name on it, just waiting for somebody to apply for it. I hope that over the last five weeks of prayer and devotion, we've grown in our revelation knowledge of what is available to us. I certainly have. In fact, I feel pretty consumed by it. But once we have a revelation knowledge that it is there for us, the question is then, how do we apply? With tenders, you know, there's always stipulations on how to apply. And we've looked at many over the last few weeks. We've spoken about faith and hunger and thirst. We've spoken about extraordinary prayer. We've spoken about being heartfelt, insistent, and even audacious in our prayers. We've spoken about the necessary ingredients of repentance, humility, obedience, consistency, and drawing near in holiness. One expression of faith that we haven't mentioned is that of fasting for revival. Fasting is a powerful expression of our hunger and thirst for revival. It is powerful because it has all the ingredients of repentance, humility, and obedience all wrapped up together. This week, I want to invite you to join me on a three-day fast for revival. We're starting this Wednesday and we're ending on Friday evening. Friday will mark the completion of 40 days praying specifically for revival. I believe it can and will be significant. But for today, let's pray that God will continue to give us revelation knowledge of what is available to us. People, let's not go through our lives here on earth knowing that we could have had so much more. And as he anoints your holy imagination this morning with visions of what is possible when he comes near to our city, I want you to begin to pray those visions out with the same authority that General Wainwright stood up in, in that prisoner of war camp. Let's apply for the tender of revival. Lord, I bow my heart and I bend my knee. Send revival, but start with me. Pour out your spirit in an unprecedented way. May all who hear be saved today. May all who are saved proclaim the way. Lord, send revival and start with me. Thank you for listening to this devotion. We hope you are inspired to keep praying and to keep believing for revival in our days.